This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank god this isn't live. Here we go again. This is the show about nothing. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, you in for a good one because uh, my favorite co-host and friend, Fatima, is here with me in the studio. My name is Marie and we shall be talking about a topic that is sometimes considered a taboo in society, I would say. I totally agree with you. I'm excited for some juicy stuff now. <laughs> yeah, you should be excited for some stu- uh, s- students. Juicy stuff. <laughs> juicy. This is juicy stuff. And this is the juicy. show about nothing. <laughs> juicy stuff. And that's how fast you can ruin an intro to a radio oh, show no, or a podcast. Um, yeah, we will be talking about sex mm. and equality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we've been talking about the good stuff and sort of some of the bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, values. I'm just judging here, guys. But yeah, we're gonna it's gonna be wing, intriguing. We're gonna wing another episode where we, you know, kind of randomly use everything that we have experienced and everything that we maybe still want to experience, and uh, we will entertain you. Uh, topics are ranging from uh, porn to abortion to sexual identity. So. Yeah, stay with us and... um, Let's talk about something taboo. Yeah, everything and nothing and no topic is taboo. La, 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 la. Let's sit down and look at each other and feel very awkward for five minutes or something. My mom would already be like, oh, you're having sex now. Tight. (laughs) Cool, 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 (laughs) cool. And here we go with the show about nothing where we talk about juicy stuff today. Let's talk about sex, babe. Um, maybe let's start with a little disclaimer. So, Marie, you're not ex- an expert on the sex subject, right? Uh, as much as I would wish to be one, I uh, might not be. Marie, PhD. <laughs> no, sorry. But so I'm just uh, disclaim disclaimer here. We are um, just going to be talking uh, about. Uh, like we'll be sharing some personal experiences and opinions mainly. So don't be haters, guys. You know. Yeah, just, you know, it's our subjective impressions and yeah. opinions. So yeah. uh, it's a big topic. Everyone has a different take on it, which is great, which is uh, helping us today to touch on a lot of different mm. topics. Um, but yeah, you judge what's best for yourself. So don't take us up on it. Yeah, don't take it personally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. So as a first topic today, we thought we would like to start off with something very important, which is the issue of sex education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sex education. I mean, I don't, when did you when did you have your first class in school, for example? I mean, it probably starts earlier with parents and everything, but mm-hmm. let's talk let's talk about institution first. Like, wh- how did you did you you know? Mm, yeah, it's a good question. I'm like thinking back. I think the first uh, time I got in touch with the topic of like sex and how babies are made is uh, through a book that we had at home yeah. that my parents had, which was like an illustrated kids book for young kids as well. So you could like kind of see like the story of how a family is uh, evolving. Quite conservative as well. Mm. You know, this like classical family model of like there's two people that love each other and then yeah. there's a baby and this. Uh, but I think in school. 
I think it was high school and around the time when you start to get really uncomfortable with yourself in the entire <laughs> yeah. topic, and so then you like have to do it in the class, blushing like, in classroom in the classroom, yeah. and you're like, oh no, because you don't really know what you where you're positioning yourself yet in yeah, yeah. in like what you're thinking about sex. Have you had sex? Have you not have sex? Had sex? Do you masturbate? Do you not masturbate? And then. And then you have to talk about it publicly. Oh, yeah, 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 bad stuff. I mean, I think that was like in seventh grade when you are around 13 or 14. Mm. Um, and then uh, even earlier, we did have a workshop, I think now in the fifth grade, which was more like, I think it was mainly directed to the girls for like, you know, you get periods now. A lot ah. of us maybe had them already by then, but some didn't. And then it was a very nice workshop where they actually hired an external trainer or like facilitator to do a really nice like interactive workshops because we were like 10 or 11 at the time hmm. and that was like a very great That's memory really great um and i think that was nice because they kind of outsourced this topic that a lot of teachers might be very uncomfortable with because mm. maybe that's not their main you know area of expertise or mm. it's just that like it's unfortunately very like taboo so people feel awkward talking about sex and sexual education mm. and, and that was great because we had like you know we had a group for the girls and a group for the guys which mm. was helping it a lot as well to yeah. you know talk about like what is happening like changes in your body and all this stuff so that was a, wow. a great take i think i don't i i don't have uh, any recollection of anything similar happening to me uh, like someone coming in and explaining my period or like i don't know i think generally i we've we've mentioned this before and now we're kind of sidetracking straight away from sex but i think we mentioned that there's like not um like knowledge about the female uh, female body sort of is mm. not like it's not as we don't know as much as as one might know about this the penis sort of oh yeah i think we've said it in some context but i can't remember which one i i yeah i, I might don't know. not have I used think, the word penis i think like <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> it's still radio. <laughs> um, uh, already breaking the first taboo here. No, but like, it reminds me of the game, you know, when you would play the penis game. Um, What's when the you were, like, penis when game? When you were like a kid on the street and you scream penis and then your friend has to scream it louder because you're not cool if you don't scream it louder. Because It's then like you... a chicken race, but you yell penis. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I don't know this no, game. <laughs> it might be immature <laughs> penis, me. Penis, like in the... penis, penis. <laughs> Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> you would be getting pretty far with the game. Thank you. Thank no, you. No, but um, yeah, might be differences in knowledge about or like how openly people talk about our mm. uh, genitals. Mm. Mm. But that was like, I mean, in a way it was like connected to sexual education, even though it was maybe just about like the you know, female and male mm. side. Mm. But then it was like all the hormones. And then, I mean, it also obviously talked about like your fertility window and like what, you know, things can happen. So you get pregnant and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was this. And then it would be a little bit more scientific when we were a little bit older, mm. talking about, like, the actual reproductive uh, process and what it all entails. And I remember... <laughs> Have you ever had a teacher that talked about pleasure? No. No, right? No. It's always this very... Um, Functional thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep our race alive. No, it was, like, really awkward. I remember it was, like, also, like, a guy in his uh, later 50s, and he would... Um, he would... 
use the class to facilitate things as well because he probably felt a bit awkward about it. So he would like kind of explain the most important things and then he would like give uh, presentation topics to people. Mm -hmm. And then remember we had this like girls gang that would be like, oh yeah, we would like to talk about like contraception. And then they brought like a bunch of bananas to class and like yeah. condoms, the classical thing. Yeah. And then we would uh, have to roll condoms and bananas was a fun fun lesson and yeah but still i i it's do you think connected it's actually, to awkward memories yeah. as well for me <laughs> do you think it's actually ha has do you think it's been purposeful like this banana condom you know cucumber condom thing because i don't know i, I i've never done that in school um and honestly i think condoms are a bit hard yeah i <laughs> i mean totally totally agree i was was always like very insecure about them being yeah. like oh no and like it's it's kind of this moment where you're like maybe supposed to or you want to feel cool about it and mm -hmm. you want to be like all sexy about it but you're like just like overwhelmed and yeah. it's like really fucking with your entire yeah yeah, yeah i i totally agree um <laughs> i i don't know i was just thinking that i mean bananas are at least size-wise maybe a little bit you know Uh, less intimidating than a cucumber if you just imagine like a yeah. huge cucumber yeah. uh, and like now talking for like anybody like not just the girls or anyone who's identifying as a girl but like all guys as well like what if you have this like and you're just like what but like mine doesn't look as a cucumber it's like so big mm -hmm. mm. I don't know I, I have yeah I have no idea I think, however, uh, however awkward it feels, sex education is something that's super important. And I would say that um, maybe also a lot of like unwanted pregnancies uh, are resulting like from the fact that people might not have had very good sex education because, you know, it's a topic that's maybe easily avoided mm -hmm. by parents or by people around you because it feels so awkward to talk about it. Mm. And uh, I suppose, I mean... Um I I'm I felt like uh, I don't know what to say, but I I mean I remember my first class, uh, sex class was mm -hmm. actually um, I was uh, fairly I was a lot younger. I have a memory of I was in second grade in school, and my a lot younger. That's not so much younger, but uh, my teacher had this also this book uh, where she showed like okay these are two humans making love. They were in this. There was this position, and I, I don't really remember what we talked about much, but it was quite fascinating. Uh, and then we also had it, I also had it in eighth grade, the proper one. And when mm. we had it in eighth grade, they, my friends were like, what, you had it in second grade already? Like, Because mm. it was the first time, uh, it was in biology class, I think. Um, but I also grew up in a home where it was kind of, it was quite sexually liberal, sort of, not, I mean... My mom, la la. I mean, she she was monogamous, like she had, yeah. you know, uh, she'd had different partners uh, because my parents are separated since I was very young. But but she used to, you know, walk around naked at home or like, you know, talk about her sexuality and or, or be a sexual being sort of. So um, it was never, it was never a taboo subject. Like it, it was, she was an annoying um, parent when I was like 13, I, um Okay, I'm gonna just give it out, but I lost my lost my virginity is a bad term as well. But I got you I became away your flower. Yeah, I became sexually active at 15, um, and and when I was like 13 with a boyfriend or something, my mom would already be like, "Oh, you're having sex now," oh, you know, but like teasing, like yeah. she wanted to be like mom, a girlfriend. don't pressure me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was it was never like um, it was never something. 
taboo mm-hmm. in 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 my life. But I so I have noticed that people sometimes when I talk about sex have been like, "Girl, what you saying?" You know what? <laughs> don't open you do your that? mouth. <laughs> don't, don't talk about those things. You know, <laughs> making f- me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I feel here in Sweden when I moved here. Um, that might not be representative as, at all because it might just be my personal experience again. But I felt that people here are like getting drunk or going to bars and like you know getting a bit tipsy and drinking beers and then just like talking so much and openly about it mm-hmm. but like at the same time it would be so like contrary to like when they were not drunk so then it would like you know be very polite and kind of like you know just nodding and waving <laughs> and then you know drink three beers four beers and I was like oh by the way last Saturday and I, I was always like finding myself in this like <gasps> oh, okay. And then I had to really learn to kind of like relax and get, you know, comfortable with this because I actually think it's great. Mm, mm. I, I think it's great. But like somehow, like I have very few friends back home that would be that open about that, like in public. I mean, mm. yes, with your best friends or something. But I mean, we're uh, quite public now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Hi, Gothenburg. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. And uh, we are the show about nothing, talking about everything and nothing sex. around sex yeah. today. Hmm. <laughs> Before the song, we were talking about uh, sex education. <laughs> That's a funny way to say that, education. Um, and I was, um, I mean, I think we could slide in a bit to pornography. Uh, slide! Slide pornography. in there. <laughs> But I wanted to just ask you, have you had like t- the typical uh, conversation, you know, Let's talk about bees, flowers and bees or whatever. With my parents? Yeah, or, yeah. Um, I was trying to remember that actually I don't recall one of them. I think when I started being in my first relationship and things got serious, then my mom would, you know, kind of be like, ah, but you're, you know, making sure that you don't get pregnant now, I suppose. Mm. But it was more of like indirect, actually. Like it would be like they would kind of hint me or they would... Down give me a book or something mm. and I appreciated that I didn't really have that like let's sit down and look at each other and feel very awkward for five minutes or something yeah. um, right now I would be way more open about it but like it was still kind of a functional way like they did care about it but like also kind of respected my uh, I don't know intimidated teenager self yeah. and didn't force that on me yeah yeah Uh, and you're you're happy about the way it went down I mean (laughs) yes in a way I think I think I felt like I got enough information I was never feeling really insecure about it Mm. and I felt that I had I don't know friends to talk about that issues and I had a rather good conversation with my boyfriend at the time as well so I kind of felt like confident about the entire issue Mm. which uh, definitely helped but I think if I would have had questions I would have also felt that I could have approached my parents Mm. which is uh, also a thing I'm grateful for yeah 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 all right I wonder if we I I think I also think even if we didn't know anything about sex do you think we'd learn how like we'd know how to procreate anyway I think, yeah, I don't know. Somehow, it's a it's a weird question because I cannot imagine to not know yeah, about sex yeah, because course, I feel like we're living in this super sexualized world. So mm. you get confronted with this so, so early mm. through like, I mean, maybe not necessarily ads, but like there's so much sexualization in like 
daily products and things so uh but yeah in a way i feel like i mean there was probably no sex at like back in the stone age mm -hmm. and like, i mean sorry fellas from the stone age maybe you did have that and i'm just like badly informed but uh <laughs> but if i they think did it's it, like uh, very instinctive as well maybe maybe and also i'm just imagining that i mean look if you look at the animal can kingdom at least when you look at documentaries about the savannah it's not like the lions are hiding or yeah. dogs are hiding or so uh, i suppose you maybe maybe the stone age people weren't hiding either and you would still see it and be like ah oh. all right like Dad, the what's little going like, on? you know <laughs> what are spying. they doing why am i weirdly attracted by what i'm seeing yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> which really kind of is a nice bridge now to porn yeah. i yeah. like that Let's talk us. about porn. Let's talk about porn. Mm. Porn variations. There's a lot of porn out there. I wow. heard while talking to uh, people who are like, you know, a little bit better with the internet out there and stuff, <laughs> you know, the, the dark web and everything. But like there is, I think it was actually even Max. Max, where are you when we need you? But like, I think like a great percentage of the internet and like the entire like server capacity is just like porn. Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. that, I'm not surprised, but. But it's still a shocking thing to hear. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, yeah. I don't have any facts to provide here right now. But um, just believe in us. Just believe in us, right? Um, I think like I didn't get in touch with porn. Um, I mean, I heard and then about porn, and then friends started watching porn. But I, I think, I mean, I'm now 27, and talking about like when I was, uh, I don't know, in high school, and when these topics came up first. I still didn't have too much knowledge about like how to navigate my way around like the web and how to access porn that you know in a secret way. Mm. So like I didn't know where to download or where like to just like stream it. So I think that was like one limitation I kind of faced when like trying to do it. And then I was probably also a bit like prude and shy, yeah. but yet very intrigued about it. Yeah. So I did watch like a first like I don't know snippet of porn quite late, and then I was really, I mean, it was more for the sake of like having seen that once mm. and not for not too much for like pleasure reasons um and then i think like there was a time where i didn't care about it and then at some point i came back and like started exploring a little bit more mm. but um yeah there's like so much variation out there which <laughs> okay. i found in my later research so yeah wow. um i'm gonna share my experience with porn because i um I mean, in my teen years, I didn't watch porn either. It was more like I've seen I've seen two proper porn movies that have like a story and everything. But it was more like a thing. One is a very famous one. Um, and another one was just like uh, me and my friend, we found it in like box somewhere. And it oh. was called like the general or the captain or something. We didn't know what it was. And we turned and put it in and we we're like, what? What is it? What's going on? You know, and then we just thought it was funny to watch. So we kept mm. like watch it, watch it probably being like teenage super horny but we didn't you know say anything because we were too cool for that kind of stuff mm, you know yeah, back of course. In, yeah. um so i, was, I that's uh, but these were like vhs cassettes you know mm. um but my first ever experience is actually um like don't don't go hating on my mama now but uh she we um, um we were living um with a friend of my mom's um and he had um porn magazines on like the no the washing machine in in the toilet mm -hmm. so uh, and i was I, i don't even remember how young i was i was very young um yeah. uh, but i had still like kind of started to explore my own body you know mm -hmm. i know i had noticed that oh if i touch here there's this feeling or something mm -hmm. you know 
and and I I saw uh, I saw the magazines lying there just openly also like dude why didn't you you had kids coming over why didn't you hide your stash you know but i was very intrigued so i just kept like going to the toilet over and over to just like switch the pages switch the pages oh. like to see what's you know yeah, what it yeah. was i can see that um it was um odd stuff mm. um and uh, i think that was the first time i ever saw things that you might experience today if you go into like the, if you go to a mm-hmm. porn site mm-hmm. or something but i wanted to come back to what you said about downloading because also we in when we were young sort of mm. uh, like teenage years uh, our it, like internet was very very slow if somebody yeah, yeah. called you know internet la- hacked and everything uh, and we were very scared of viruses yeah and <laughs> and downloading pornography is one of those things like it was like a reference you know it's just a no go it's yeah, like you know then you would have those like 27 pop up windows with like weird you know like girls in your neighborhood and you would just be like oh my god yeah, yeah. just you know sell my house online or something <laughs> so i wouldn't oh. i'd never i've never downloaded pornography either um and then as an adult i um i'm never uh, i i sort of i we had the idea with my with my boyfriend some ones to like hey do you want to try to watch porn together to see how that is we tried it was you know maybe not our thing um and i don't i i actually don't get that much pleasure from watching mm. others mm. um but i do enjoy hearing it yeah uh, which yeah. is Perfect for me right now <laughs> to go at with my product placement. We should really go take like, you know, how do you say, like advertisement money from uh, companies. No, but yeah. I um, I read an article about like the senses that are involved in like pleasure and sex and that like for a lot of people it's different. So, I mean, of course you have the sense of touch because, you mm. know, bodies will be touching, but then also a lot of people are attracted by voices and mm. by the sound of what they hear mm. or also by the smell or taste maybe. Yeah. And there is uh, apparently an app uh, or also website that is called Femtasy, which is like uh, a kind of like fusion out of the words uh, fantasy, feminine and fantasy. Mm. Uh, and because they have researched that a lot of women find pleasure in like hearing things more than like being visually kind of penetrated by like a lot of pictures. Yeah. And uh, on this website or app, you can choose like a type of story or like situation and then also like a male or female voice. And then you can have you can have like content being read to you as it's like kind of like an audiobook porn. Uh, but you can also like choose to even be addressed. So you kind of like becoming part of a story. It's like an and interactive setting. thing. I mean, almost. I don't think you talk back, but it's more like, you know, one one way uh, questions like rhetorical questions or like yeah. you being like approached somehow verbally. Uh, I just listened to like a little snippet. And uh, I can imagine that if you actually like take time to really pick like, I don't know, the style of voice you're attracted to and stuff, it can be quite nice. And especially for people who are like maybe more attracted to like this hearing mm. uh, pleasure mm. could be cool. Go maybe try something it. I should try it out. Try out then. Yes, maybe. But pornography has a lot of, um, uh, like, I mean, it's a stigmatized, uh, is that the word? Mm-hmm. Um, concept, sort of. Uh, it has uh, some proven downsides <laughs> and upsides. Uh, but should we maybe talk about that after a song? We should. La 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 la. <laughs> the show about nothing and we are talking about sex. 
sex, sex, sex. <laughs> yeah, and before the break, we were talking about pornography. Um, and I mentioned, quite poorly formulated, but I mentioned that there was stigma around pornography. Um, talking about, I mean, we don't have to get into this too much because we are not experts on the subject. Uh, but I know that, um, like some... Also, we've talked about this when we were talking about addictions. Mm-hmm. But pornography has this, like, internet. Not not even just pornography as in, like, a video of uh, where you watch one, two, two, several gangbangers. I don't know, people having sex. But, like, just the fact that you can, when you do a search, you can scroll down and have, like, image after image after image of different, like, this constant feed of uh, high, like, the height in in dopamine mm. or whatever when mm. you're like the infinitive uh, infinite scroll of yeah. like always getting more and more like and more making and more it and more. harder to stop because ah oh, but maybe what if like the next one's going to be so great exactly yeah um and i i know th- we were talking you we were talking about this when we were talking about the the monkey the gratitude oh, monkey the procrastination and, yeah that thing we were talking about that that thing there uh, <laughs> no, we, yeah we were talking about that and i remember I need to formulate my thoughts a bit, but there was someone, I don't know if it was a TED Talk or a crash course or what mm-hmm. it was, that had a show about about how pornography is this. When you do it, when you watch porn the way some do it today, you get this very big low after. Mm-hmm. Because you have this full feed of like... Um, of like pornography is so great you get so much dopamine so like the the rest of life sort of becomes dull mm. and then it, then you always like need you become addicted to it so you need this pornography like you need to watch pornography to be sort of feeling happiness almost like a drug like if you're addicted yeah. to a drug when you're, you I know. don't recall if that was like a podcast or I don't know some TED talk we talked about but I mean it is the same way like why do we procrastinate why do we do things that give us a short term pleasure uh, instead of maybe you know working on the bigger issue which is going to give us like a long term pleasure effect mm. because we're desi- I mean because it's like a survival mechanism in a way like we just want to feel good about things so we do what makes us feel good and, and then it becomes quite I mean it becomes this kind of void if yeah. there's the infinite scroll and you can like almost always continue going for like the immediate pleasure and uh, confirmation and gratification and um, yeah <laughs> just sorry I'm just gonna yeah. interrupt because what you were saying was also reminding me of because um, there's also I don't know if this is the technical term for it but you can also procrastinate masturbate like when you're bored or something mm. then you go mm. I think that's I don't know if that's what everybody does but it seems like a common thing people you know you're you're bored you don't do anything so you just go and get a little dopamine kick from masturbation you know and if you do it with pornography you get an even higher one which mm-hmm. is like maybe partly the issue. I don't know. Why There's also like some artists and uh, musicians and average normal people, most likely too, that are uh, swearing on like the creativity that's like kind of like sparking as well when you, uh, I don't know, when you just like have an orgasm and then you just mm. feel like, I don't know, relaxed and, you know, creative to, I don't know, create. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting because I've heard, I've heard the opposite as well, that you mm. can... Um, like uh, abstain from sex and then all that sexual energy can in- eventually get like transformed to this energy that you can put into creativity of other mm. kinds. So I don't know. I think, I mean, I had this discussion recently about like, our, um, how do you say, uh, athletes. Mm. Like if you're going to perform better, if you 
don't have sex before a competition yeah. or after like if you like you know if you have sex before you might be you know uh, g- getting all this confirmation and feeling you know great and then maybe you start into your competition or your run or swim competition like super energized but maybe also it makes you get like too comfortable and like too lazy so you should better like mm. refrain from having sex before that's something i don't know but i, I like <laughs> I remember no talking idea. about it recently we should you know, that would pr- probably some people have done research about it i'm pretty sure there's yeah. research but it there. feels like that's something i've also heard but i really really don't know whether like i don't know any science behind it but it seems like um something one could hear in a sports um domain or whatever so all of you professional are athletes listening to us right now Thanks for tuning in and like don't hesitate to reach yeah. us, confirm our theories or also how do you say the opposite of confirm? Uh, deny. D- d- deny. No, debunk. No, deny. Debunk. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Whatever, you know. The opposite. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> reach out. La 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 la. <laughs> Last thing maybe I would like to uh, say to the topic of pornography is that it's great to watch it. It's also great to watch it with the infinitive, uh, uh, infinite, not infinitive, scroll and, you know, do it as much as you want to, as long as it doesn't interfere with your life and you, you know, kind of stop eating and breathing and this stuff, then it gets maybe a little bit unhealthy. But like one issue that can come out of pornography is like having bizarre expectations towards the actual sexual interactions you might have then on a daily basis or every now and then, uh, because not everything that is displayed in a porn movie is how it is happening in real life mm. and i think that's uh, something that's completely fine because porn is a genre so it doesn't have to be realistic uh but it, i think it's something that's good to keep in mind that uh porn can be quite bizarre uh, yeah yeah so uh, i just um yeah we can talk about expectations but i just want to go back to mm-hmm. the what you just said about what, porn being great um because uh, wasn't Pornhub just there was just like an article they were just like out in the news because they had they were forced to delete so many videos because they were using like women in videos published on Pornhub were underaged um so I also just want to like lift the poorly lifted I because there are I know there are some like organizations companies that work for uh, having a, a good pornography market where people mm-hmm. actually have insurance mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh, I don't know any company by name because I, as I said I'm not like a really big porn consumer but um, if you're gonna gonna watch porn do me a favor and try to watch friendly porn I mean the porn can be you know when I say friendly I, I'm talking about company values and stuff like that so because there is trafficking and there is you know underaged women and maybe men as well I have no idea but people get, some do get abused and i think if you can avoid that then you should so maybe there's a stamp somewhere certification i don't know i don't know look for something yeah. <laughs> search for the, <laughs> search by the eco porn yeah. you know, with the yeah. green label exactly exactly <laughs> something like this um but uh, expectations yeah yeah I, I mean, this is hard for me to talk about since I didn't watch that much porn. Mm-hmm. But I do, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, when in, as a, as a teenager, the boys they were all like, oh, bala bala, boobies, asses, hitting, like, smacking us when we were walking by and stuff like that. And I don't know if that that's just the behavioral thing, societal, or if it's pornography. I have no idea. Mm. I don't know. I think, like, especially when you're a teenager, you're also in this age where you're trying out a lot of things, and like, yeah. you know, it might be exciting. 
uh, I do think it can get problematic when you then kind of think this is, uh, especially because, and, and now again, it's me not being a porn expert talking because there's so many different types of porn, but yeah. it might be problematic when you think that having sex with a person is as fast and as, I don't know, functional and like, I don't know, kind of maximized and uh, huge mm. as it is displayed in some kind of porn. Mm. Um, because that I think that can lead to, if you don't communicate about this, it can lead to like really kind of like disturbed sexual interactions. Yeah. And maybe now talking as a woman as well, like a lot of porn is kind of designed towards like male pleasure, I feel. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's not like not showing anything that's necessarily uh, very enjoyable for women. I don't say that there's that like women don't enjoy whatever is done in porns because like there is a lot of things that women love and enjoy just as much as you mm. know it is displayed in the movies but i also think that there is um porn is maybe like mainstream porn let's call it like this is maybe designed a lot in the direction of like male pleasure yeah. and uh, yeah and I, i think one assumption that um, one could make uh, having watched like watching a lot of porn is that pain is okay mm. and i don't think that's a good assumption to have uh Because not everybody is okay with pain. Like uh, I, I don't, I don't remember if it was Edifisu who went out and said like sex shouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, a lot of women enjoy a little pain and a lot of pain. I don't know. Some people enjoy a hell amount of pain, which is also fine. Mm -hmm. But I, I think one al always has to like make sure that whatever I'm like looking for consent, like whatever I'm doing is is okay, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so like like just another uh moment in life where communication is key and where uh, it's it, it it gets better, I would also say. I mean, if you communicate about things, then you can Uh, find out more about yourself and the other and yeah. uh, it's always worth it even though the communicative act might you know feel a bit off and awkward in the beginning it's something that's like definitely worth taking into consideration mm. and yeah just as what you said like I mean consent is uh, key key <laughs> <laughs> I was actually I, I th there's this um, I, I saw a series recently it's it's a, a prime uh, like Amazon Prime series it's called Upload Uh -huh. um, and it's it takes place in the future mm -hmm. where they have a, so like a version of Tinder, but it's basically it's called In Night, I think. And it's like booty call. thing. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But then they have these um, they have this these small video cameras on their chests where they like before they act like they, they start to make out and everything and get undressed. And then before they start to. Um, they go any further they both like look into the camera and say like I consent to this mm -hmm. and like the other person I consent to this as well and then they have sex and I mean I, one could argue for that being like insurance reasons or whatever mm -hmm. but I think just like um, metaphorically or just like imagining like that little moment where you just take the time to Mm -hmm. Are we okay with this? Yes, we are okay with this. Then mm -hmm. you just go for it. I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny to imagine that future, but also, you know, maybe you don't want a camera. I, I don't know. But yeah, just like take the time to talk about consent always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, we but. Could, yeah, um, we could also discuss fetishes a bit. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to uh, announce our own, of course. <laughs> but like, uh, naming a like, naming a range of you know certain fetishes and being like, ah, oh, they weirdly all kind of you know match with each other. I don't know. Okay, um, 
Fetishes. I know that there's people who have a foot fetish. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> Not weird. Great. But like I personally now think like hmm, I personally hate my feet. Like this is the least attractive body part I have. Mm. So I would be uh, I would I would be curious about people that would you know be really into my feet. Hmm. I don't know. I don't um, think it's that weird. Um, not that I'm necessarily like attracted to feet, but. You know, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I was I wanted to say that there's there's this um, talking about fetishes. Uh, f- how do you say that in plural? Fed- fetishes. Fetishes. Fetish- I'll just call it like yeah, this. Um, there are uh, a lot of like things we just assume that like everybody has a little bit. Like I don't know, maybe a slight BDSM, a slight uh, you know whatever, whatever. But I was listening to uh, the podcast uh, A Lavora League, mm-hmm. where they talked to some doctor of some sorts uh, who said that the definition of a fetish is like not um, not very clear, but mm-hmm. people can actually like there's so many things that can be fetishized mm-hmm. um, that we don't even like don't even take into account so uh, our reactions are often quite hurtful like for example you know oh my god weird feet you know yeah, yeah. Uh, not to be not to Sorry. be hating you Gonna no but it's also like I'm, I'm, I'm doing, <laughs> I do it too I can also oh. be like what because I was watching um, a long time ago a show called The Outsiders and there was this one guy there who was uh, his fetish was um, rubber mm-hmm. which basically meant like he would take on a, a, a fisherman's suit, like full fisherman's suit, and sit in bed and touch himself while wearing a fisherman's suit because he just really, really liked the feel of rubber. Rubber. So, and that's yeah. whatever uh, floats your boat. Uh. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> but yeah, so it was, and first time I saw that, I heard mm-hmm. that, I was like, what, dude? You know, that's so yeah. weird. But I think there's so many things that can actually turn us on in different contexts that we wouldn't maybe admit to mm. or you know explore further or what 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 not yeah i think maybe there's also like some things we only find out over the time that they actually like really attract like i don't know we get excited about them and we like the mm. concept and you might not you know know all this that's why also i think it's very very great to explore when mm. you're having sex and you know try different kinds of things uh yeah but there, I mean, we are all different as in our personalities and like mm. what we like to eat. So it's just like completely natural to also have different preferences when it comes to like sexual, I don't know, interaction, fun, pleasure, mm. whatsoever. Mm. So yeah, uh, so the the rubber one, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, the I, I first I, talk about the feet one. At least he would be safe when he have sex because yeah. he probably likes condoms, you know. So yeah, would, uh, yeah, just... that's true. I don't know, like what I mean is it is it a fetish if you like do bondage or is it just like a type of you know? I would sex? say I would say it's a fetish, but um, okay. I don't know if if that's the correct correct term for it and also if you do bondage there's like a wide range of you know Hmm. what what is it that we're imagining when we're talking about bondage you know Mm -hmm. there's i mean it's also like you can i I think now um somehow bondage sparked that in my uh brain but uh 50 shades of gray and all this like power play uh, with like dominant and Sub subordinate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, positions when it comes to like sexual interaction. That was, I mean, most likely considered also like a topic you wouldn't talk about like at work or in public. But then you could see from like the 
from the amount of how much this book was sold worldwide and then yeah. the movie and everything how like interested people actually are in like reading about it or like learning more and you know just again like, it was a very like easy format of you know just buying a book which was also just a novel and you know also kind of like a love story but mm. also you know having this like kind of spicy juicy element to it so interesting as well the hype that it got you mean yeah hmm yeah yeah I, I mean i hope i hope in in an ideal world for me we would be able to like talk about anything about regarding sex and not judge and and you know as long as everybody's healthy and safe um like there's this other thing that's a bit hard for me to imagine um talking about uh, uncommon activities sort of um there's something called the rape play Oh yeah, and uh, they they were guests. Uh, there was a guest in the same podcast that I mentioned, Alava League, like year two years ago, maybe or so. Alava League. What does it actually mean um, for you know? all our maybe all our conquests or whatever? All all our people we have had sex with. Ah, uh-huh, okay. All our laydowns. <laughs> ah, um, all right. Yeah. Um, Thanks. No worries. Um, I should have done that earlier. But this, um, there was a guest there that it was um, a person who was into rape play, and it's a very like apparently small in Sweden. Like in Sweden, it's a very small space. There's not a lot of people there, but they basically like she would talk to someone. They would um, like plan how she was gonna get raped with consent right. of him. Uh, which is basically like they met. He was like, "I'm gonna park my car there. You come there, mm-hmm. and I'll attack you there. And this will be all, our safe word, sort of." <laughs> which is it's just um, a very odd thing to imagine because yeah. one of the things you're very scared of when you're walking down, walking home from a night out or whatever, mm. is getting jumped and raped walking home. You know, so I I think that's the I don't know. It surprised me a lot when I heard that this existed, but it's still like you know, power mm. thing. Um, Ima- yeah. Imagine the neighbors or like someone walking by, not being informed, and then they're like you know trying to intervene, and you're just like, no, this is like consent, rape. No, yeah, I like yeah, this. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. So awkward. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's they are scared as well as like because the person executing this could actually you know. Yeah. It's a slippery slope, as I would call it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it seems to be like a niche out there, and the people that you know plan and communicate about it. So, communication once again. Once again, mm. seems like a thing. I personally think I would uh, like to digest that idea a little bit by listening to a song. Let's. La 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 la. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, This is still the show about nothing. (laughs) Your favorite radio show. And we are talking about sex. We have almost made it through the entire entire time and episode. And now there's going to be quiz time. Quiz time. I just now found this, so I haven't reviewed it. If it's shit, we'll just comment on it or abandon it. We'll see. Uh, It's from webmd.com. Um, and it's the the quiz is called Sex Fact or Fiction, and All it's right. an American-based one. So uh-huh. it's supposed to, it talks about um, well America, I suppose, as always, like sags uh, with an American accent. <laughs> I don't know. In which of the following ways are men's and women's sex drives different? Okay, just like we can All just right. like already talk about men's and women's here, but 
I'm just going to go with it, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, women are more likely to call themselves bisexual. Women are more influenced by the attitudes of their peer group in decisions about sex. A woman's willingness to perform various sexual practices is more likely to change over time. All of the above. Uh, like all of the above is an option? Yes. I would say all of the above. Let's see. Yes, that is correct. Yes! Okay, experts say women's sexual inclinations are more complicated than men's, while men's are very rigid and specific about who they become aroused by. When women have uh, less directed sex drives, mm-hmm. according to webmd.com. Oh, uh, women... Oh. <laughs> no, uh, researchers say women are more likely to call themselves bisexual and that their sex drives overall are more fluid and can be more heavily influenced by social and cultural factors. Next question. What do you know inches? Inches? Yeah, uh, yeah I think like one inch is one and a half centimeters, okay. something like that. What's the average length of an erect penis? Four to five inches, five to six inches, seven to eight inches, eight to ten inches. <laughs> kind of want to draw that here right mm-hmm. now. She's drawing a penis. Uh, <laughs> drawing a penis. Um, I'm so bad with math. I probably would say something around like. Uh, 10 centimeters or like 11 centimeters i don't know let's go i want to go for this uh five Five i want to go for this smaller one five six yeah five Mm -hmm. six i think that was correct too all right erect the erect (laughs) erect Erect. (laughs) that's the first part the average penis length is between five and six inches when flaccid penis size uh, averages around uh, 3.5 inches there you go penis Uh, which gender has a higher preference for reaching orgasm through oral sex? Men, uh, men or women is the gender here. A higher preference? Yes. I would say women. Uh, but I mean, higher oh, preference is that like about like what they prefer? Uh, you, you. I mean, that's correct. Uh, okay. I, I already answered for yeah. you, sorry. Women, yeah. yes, yeah. it's what they preferred. Only 10% of men reported a preference for oral sex to achieve orgasm, while 18 of women reported that preferences. Oh, right. 18%. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh. Uh, how long is it before the average man ejaculates during sexual intercourse? Five minutes, nine I minutes, think that's 18 so minutes, like, 32 minutes. This is so... Like, how do you fucking measure this? This varies I think, so much. But I like, actually think this is... Short. A, yeah. I Go think for the, like a... Like, I don't know, what was five it? Minutes? Five minutes? Yeah, five minutes. That's correct. I think people have sent in their answers to this. Ah, okay. No, this was a study of Journal of Sexual Medicine. I mean, I also think it's very much up to the person. I mean, it's not that, you know, you can't steer that. It's like you can decide to go for it and then might take five minutes, but you can also decide to, you know, engage in some bum, other... Bum, bum, bum. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't like that. That's very, like, plain, mainstream, something, something yes. answers. Uh, the questions as well. Yeah. Stress can make a man's penis shrink. True or false? <laughs> I would say yes. Yes. Oh, one more reason for men to avoid stress. It can make your penis shrink, if only temporarily. Yeah. Wow, I thought that was so false. Uh, older women are more likely to experience orgasm when sex is within the context of a relationship. Mm, might be true, because maybe my uh, theory is that then they have had time to like really establish like a way that works for them. So I would say yes. Yeah, let's go for it. No. Women over age 50 are more likely to report orgasm when a sexual event is with someone who is not a relationship partner. Ay, ay, ay. Because all the partners are not making enough effort there. (laughs) Um, Should we do a last one? Yeah. Give me a last one. Masturbation can improve sexual function, 
be a sign of sexual dysfunction, cause genital injury, What? all of the above. What the fuck? Uh, the first that was the good one, you know, the positive, <laughs> like increased sexual function. Was it that? I think it's all of yeah. the above. What? <laughs> yeah. My... What sexual dysfunction? Like, what the... F oh, man. <laughs> Um, you know how in in some horror movies you have the person that is overly sexual sexualized and like locked into a psych ward and just masturbates to a point where they hurt themselves. Ah, uh -huh. no, I haven't watched that kind of movie. I think. <laughs> See, I'm I'm disturbed. <laughs> Most masturbation is safe and healthy, sex therapists say, and it can improve sexual function and relationships by teaching both men and women about their own sexual responses, so they're better able to explain to their partner what feels good to them. Mm. However, if a person is compulsive with masturbation to the point of interfering with personal relationships, they may want to seek help for obsessive behavior. Finally, masturbation can, in fact, cause injury. Frequent or overly vigorous masturbation can irritate the skin of the penis, and men who masturbate face down can injure their neck, urethras. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> I just want to say here that masturbation is not only a thing men can yeah, do, yeah, because yeah. that was all like male facts right now. Uh, for yeah the, yeah, the masturbation, but yeah, of course, everyone can masturbate. Yeah. Some things are odd, which doesn't mean that they're bad. They're no. just you know odd, they're just special. Odd lies, you know, to judge if something is odd or not lies in the eye of the spectator, mm -hmm. probably. Uh, while talking about that, maybe we should uh, oh, do yeah. another little. Um, like we've been talking a lot about, we've been jumping from here to there, talking about sex, pornography, education, very lightly, um, and maybe we should also say that we are I know two people who identify as women yes um I don't want to say heterosexual <laughs> <laughs> but we just learned in the quiz that you know women are more likely to be like you know having a very wild and open sexuality and yeah like, so I don't know but in a way I I know the term cis male I don't know if you can be cis female but like somehow we just want to say that um we might not have found out everything about ourselves but At the moment, we're identifying as women. Yeah. In uh, and we don't mean to exclude yeah. anyone or be, you know, judging anyone because sex is awesome and free and do what you want as long as you're not hurting anyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, with this, do we do we have a tip? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, I've noticed listening to a lot of the, you know these sex sex podcasts that uh, people are often also uncomfortable with their own bodies. So I'm gonna say masturbate, guys, and learn what you like. Yeah. Uh, because really, it's a great one. That's the yeah. one I would have also been going at. So yeah. uh, definitely go and uh, explore yourself. Yeah. Dare and to be sexual. <laughs> you may have a lot of fun or may you have a lot of fun while doing so. <laughs> yes. And with this, we uh, release you into into uh, the next activity you have planned. <laughs> yeah. We maybe tri triggered something there right now. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Go check our socials. K103 underscore show no. about nothing. Yes, no, it's the show about nothing. <laughs> like, no, show like, about nothing underscore K103. <laughs> you got it, guys. You got it by you now. You got it, guys. We uh, play you a last song while fading off. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank god this isn't live. 
You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.